1: Athens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the
0: Georgia Bulldogs podcast. The Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis.
1: Alright, here we are. Welcome into the Bulldogs Extra podcast from the Athens Banner Herald and Online Athens. Ryan Dennis alongside Mark Weiser. It's Thanksgiving week. We are in our podcast studio in downtown Athens just a day before Turkey Day and turkeys have been pardoned, Mark. So uh,
0: is that going to keep you from eating turkey on Thursday? You talking about it in Washington at the White House? That is correct. Uh, no, it's not going to keep me from eating <laughs> turkey. And uh, actually, you know what? There was a uh, little slice of pumpkin pie that uh, was passed out at the Georgia Mississippi State game uh, as part of the game meal, which. I uh, I brought home, so I, oh, yeah. I still have that. Uh, instead of eating a whole pie, I'm just going to go with that one slice. Yeah, I had a little
1: chocolate on top, some type of. Was nut. it good? I haven't eaten. Um, I'll, I'll no comment on that one. It it, uh, it was okay. Uh, yeah. See, and the Georgian chicken they had. I know you're not a fan of it, not, but not I thought family. it was pretty
0: good. Not a fan. No.
1: You know, but I was disappointed that we didn't have our uh, we didn't have our normal
0: Thanksgiving meal at the uh, press box, did we? Well, you might have heard not—you might have heard this or not—but there's a pandemic going on, so things, that, things have to change. There has to be adjustments.
1: But, but, but their Thanksgiving meal was always like mid-October, was it not?
0: There was no games in San Francisco. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Ryan, speaking of food, I, I noticed uh, I came in. Uh, smelled like breakfast here, and, and you brought in uh, apparently some Athens bagels you picked up this morning, and, and uh, disappointed that you didn't uh, bring one for your co-host here.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to stop into uh, to a bag—I mean, a uh, donut shop—but it apparently has uh, closed. I think, I think, just for the Thanksgiving break. So. Uh, Went to plan B. Went over to Athens Bagel Company. Yeah. Got a bagel. You know, I'm continuing to support Athens. We keep doing that every week, which is a big uh, a big thing. I was trying to, uh, you know, show my support to uh, Athens restaurants when the whole pandemic began back in mid-March. And uh, Emily and I have kept it, uh, kept it going for, what, eight months now? We thought we'd be out of this a long time ago, but that did not happen. All right. Let's talk some sports. Are you ready for that? You want to talk more about food? I don't know. I mean, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and I am going to eat a lot so uh, but yeah i guess we do need to get into this georgia mississippi state game the other
0: day and wait, wait, wait before before we go on we just need to utter the words jt daniels have you heard of him that uh, is uh that is a guy i've heard of yeah so um 401 in passing yards four touchdowns uh are you more excited about uh, the future of the Georgia football offense or are you more uh, questioning why Kirby smart waited uh, until <laughs> after they were basically eliminated from the FCC well, see, East this is to, the to break qu- them out?
1: Yeah. The question I was going to ask you, and obviously uh, I think it comes down to health, right? I mean, we don't know how healthy JT Daniels was now. They said after what the Arkansas game, he was not ready to go, but anytime after that, he was pretty much cleared. And, they kept sticking well, with Well, I mean, JT Stetson. Daniels
0: said after the game that, that you know, he, he was uh, – once he was cleared that, that uh, you, know, you know, he thought he could play some football. But, you know, Georgia coaches saw him in practice, made the decision that uh, they were going to stick with, with what was working with Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, even after having uh, the open date uh, – what was it, before Kentucky, right?
1: Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, all of the the spur of the moment open it. yeah yeah
0: um, and uh, so yeah I mean Kirby Smart you can open up more questions about his quarterback management I mean you had Justin Fields on your roster as a freshman um, and Jake Fromm obviously didn't look like he uh, you know that, that he was worthy of uh, sitting down after after right. helping Georgia get to the national championship game and almost winning it uh, but. You know, did they manage that properly? Did they groom Justin to be ready to, to, you know, battle him for the starting job, uh, you know, at the end of that season, um, you know, you lose Jamie Newman as an opt out and then you leave JT Daniels on the bench until Hmm. uh, the Mississippi state game. So, uh, you know, I I think it's a fair thing and and Kirby said, look, you know, uh, I've been coaching for 20 years and Todd Munkin has been coaching for maybe double that. And I don't know if it's double actually though, but you know, and we have other guys on this offensive staff that are experienced. um, So, you know, I, I wrote a story the next day that, that kind of, you know, all, all, why, while all that is true, I, I was trying to spin it forward in that, look, while while you could be upset that you didn't see JT Daniels until now, what it's done now is, is you know, put a brighter picture going forward. You have stability at the position. You have a guy that, that you feel good, you know, you can carry into the offseason, go to Clemson uh, or go to Charlotte to play Clemson next year in the opener. And and not have to break in a true freshman and Brock, Brock Vandegrift. Now I say all that. We'll see how he does Saturday against South Carolina. When uh, you know they're going to be probably game planning more to stop uh, the passing game, and maybe uh, you know Zamir and and uh, McIntosh and, and Cook need to get that going.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask too. About uh, is it as good as JT and the passing game was? And I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, I know uh, Mike Bobo, who who was the interim coach, you know, now at South Carolina, was talking yesterday about the schemes that Mississippi State ran to stop the run. But is that still concerning for Georgia that, you know, you're known as running back you, and here you come off and and you only get eight yards now. Twenty one of those were lost yards by J T Daniels on sacks. But, I mean, Zamir White only had twenty one yards. James Cook four carries for for seven total yards. I mean, is that a is that an offensive line issue that you're concerned about, or is that just a one off? And, and and you go back to the Florida game too, where I mean Zamir had the big run on first down or on the first play of the game. And took it 75 yards, and then it was limited from there. So, what what is the problem? What needs to be fixed up? On, you know, on the offensive line, or is it just uh, you know, throw that out the window? We got a guy that can throw it now. Let's just stick to that offense, because that's kind of what a lot of teams are doing nowadays.
0: You know, Georgia will tell you that they were loading the box, they were stunting, they they were twisting, which left a lot of one on ones for. But but for you you, Daniels. you also saw some guys struggle. Uh, you know, Justin Schaefer. Um, you know, I feel like a tight end or two had some, some kind of you know missed blocks and um, you know. But you make a good point in that. Uh, you know, I, I could call up the uh, the stats from the Florida game. Um, you know, Florida won going away without, you know, piling up the rushing yards. Uh, now, they did get the ball into the running back's hands, so th- those were maybe, you know, pretty much close to handoffs, but I'm, I'm pulling that up now. Yeah. Um, Look, this is how football is these <coughs> days. I mean, you don't need to necessarily uh, have that kind of balance. You could win by just throwing the ball all over the yard. Uh, Florida trashed 474, four touchdowns. They rushed for, well, they almost rushed for 100 yards. They rushed for 97 yards on 37 carries, only 2.6 yard average. So, um, you know, very one sided towards the passing game there, and you know, rightfully so.
1: Right, and you know, I was thinking, um, you know, let's take it down to the high school level. I went and saw Brock Vandergriff, who everybody is excited about, but might be uh, might be behind J T. Daniels when he comes in, like you had mentioned. But you know, they they ran the ball I think about five times the other day. When you got a Brock Vandergriff, obviously. Uh, you want to throw the ball around, of course. His dad is offensive coordinator, which also helps, and the head coach. But they use kind of uh, their passing game as their running game, you know. And 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 Brock had seven touchdown passes, but I bet five of them didn't go ten yards in the air. And the guys, you know, around him uh, did other things. So uh, you know, that's kind of how I'd imagine if your running game's not working. That's kind of how you use a running game was with those short little passes and. <clears throat> We can't fail to mention what Jermaine Burton did. I mean, I don't think anybody saw we, – we knew the explosiveness he had last year on, on uh, signing day when he uh, kind of flipped to Georgia. I think he was a LSU commit and then backed off that and then came to Georgia all the way from uh, – calabasas california but what he's done this year i mean to me he's uh, he's exceeded what george pickens did as a freshman last year but there was just more hype in pickens when he came in than burton but at this point i'd say that at this uh stage in their freshman year that jermaine Burton's outperformed what pickens did last year
0: i'd have to go back and look at the statistics for burton i feel like burton has had some you know really big games has he been consistent week in week out where he's been a, a guy that you could count on uh you, you know I mean, Kiaris was kind of carrying the load a lot early in the season. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, I don't expect he's going to put up whatever it was, 190-something yards. 197. La- like last game. But, but you know, I was actually thinking we could do it now since uh, it, we could bring back the old uh, oldie but goodie over under on some statistics for this South Carolina game. Let's do it now because I was thinking with Jermaine Burton. <laughs> over under 75 yards receiving. I'm gonna say under,
1: yeah, it seems like a spot where he would go i mean that was a that was a big big day the other day, and I, like I had said earlier, I guess the way that Mississippi State matched up uh to stop the run I guess left a lot of one on ones and he beat his guy more times than not the other day, and same a couple times with with George Pickens, but
0: over or under yeah j t. Daniels, three hundred and ten yards. I'm going under. Yeah, it seems like, you know, those numbers
1: were so gaudy the other day.
0: Yeah, well, here's why. um, If you look at his numbers at Southern Cal, I don't think he hit 300 yards. Maybe he did. I I can't remember. Um, But, you know, Georgia will want to be more balanced this game. More balanced, not necessarily, uh, you you know, 50-50. Now, I will say South Carolina lost their starting cornerbacks who both opted out. Uh, JC Horn and Israel. M-m-m- yeah, yeah, I'll let you pronounce that. Um,
1: uh, he of three interceptions last year.
0: Right. Both those guys opted out. Um, so there's certainly the opportunity to, but I mean that you might not have 401 yards uh, again for Daniels for a while. But you know, then again, Trask did it for like what three or four games in a row. Have you seen his numbers compared to Burrow last year? Mm, they're very good. They're better. Yeah. That, that's hard to believe. Well, I mean, look at the numbers in college football this year. I yeah. mean, they're going crazy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, all right. Over under. Mm hmm. Rushing yards for Zamir White. I will give you 80. Mm hmm. <laughs> I'll go under. Um, Nothing. I mean,
1: you know, if he busts off one like he did at Florida, then obviously. I'm
0: going to you know. go over. I'm going to say <clears throat> he's going to, they're going to feed him a lot. And, uh, uh, I think he's going to get, like, in the 90-ish range.
1: That's uh, optimistic. I, I just uh, – nothing has really impressed me. You know, I was talking uh, to my dad, the expert, the other day. Uh, that's a little bit of a joke. But he uh, – you know, we were talking about the fullback. You know, you remember the Todd Gurley days, and I know it's a Mark Rick thing and Kirby Smart doesn't like fullbacks, even though he kept Christian Payne uh, that one year. But remember how well they used to run the ball uh, with a fullback? Why not? Why not try that again? You know, I don't. I mean, I know they don't really have one on the roster, but move a uh, move a tight end back there.
0: Well, didn't they line up in the I formation um, for the goal line situations? Well, the or, goal line, right? But year, I mean, yeah.
1: heck, have the ball on the thirty five and uh, you know get eight ten yards a game, or maybe you
0: can bust something big. If you want to see a fullback, you'll see one for South Carolina. <laughs> that Saturday. is right. Yeah, <laughs> they've uh, they, they've broken one out the last couple of games. Didn't that,
1: you mention that? Didn't Hudson Mason uh, tell you that or something?
0: Uh, that he was watching film with a Missouri uh, player the other day. Yeah, go to onlineathens.com. You could read the story. Uh But I mean, I know this is a new day and age in, in football, but
1: um you know, and, and Todd Munkin has has had very successful offenses as we know, a lot of it uh kind of throwing the ball around a lot. But uh I think if Georgia wants to get back to success running, man, get a get a big guy up in the hole there, open it a little bit more and uh, let the uh let the running backs go to work.
0: All right, was there any other over unders we need to throw in there?
1: Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, Did you know that South Carolina has the leading rusher in uh, SEC, though? Yeah, they've been
0: feeding him the ball a lot. Um,
1: now, they have played one fewer game. Like, it would be, I think, yards per game would be uh, Alabama's Najee Harris. But mm. I, uh,
0: You know what? I I'm, I think George is fine with facing the leading rusher. I think that's what they would like to, to yeah, face a tra- right. traditional offense where they can uh, you know, kind of use their speed and don't have to deal with the short passing game as much. Uh, South Carolina are probably going to be switching quarterbacks. Uh, Mike Bobo said they obviously know who their starter is. They're just not going to announce it. Um, but uh, the guy that came as a great transfer from Colorado State Colin Hill uh, was pulled at halftime and they went with a true freshman Luke Doty who is athletic I think he has about 73 rushing yards this season or so hasn't played that much but um, you know he'll bring a different dimension
1: And Mike Bobo said that he wants Luke Doty to be Luke Doty in his press conference yesterday. Nobody. (laughs) Don't compare him to anybody else. Uh, In fact, why don't we talk more about Mike Bobo when we come back after this break. This is the Bulldogs Extra podcast from the Athens Better Herald and Online Athens. All right. Thanks for sticking around with us. Happy Thanksgiving once again from all of us here at the... Benner Hill as we mentioned gonna talk a little about Mike Bobo the former bulldog and uh, Kirby smart buddy former roommate uh, I think he said yesterday that uh, you know there's a, there is a different feeling in the air you know how excited do you think that uh, that Mike Bobo is to not only face his former team you know a place that he he played he coached for I, I like the comparison you had to uh, to Vince Dooley's years I mean how many how many games had uh, had Mike Bobo been a part of Georgia it was like al- almost as many as, as as Vince Dooley?
0: Well, you want to go to online Athens to read uh, <laughs> that is true. My, my second Mike Bobo story of the week. I mean, I might be comparing apples to oranges a little bit, but you know, Bobo from the time he stepped on campus as a quarterback here in 1993 through 2014. 19- uh, Ninety-nine, where he was on staff for two years under Jim Donnan as an administrative assistant and grad assistant. Went to Jacksonville State for a year, came back, and then from 2001 to 14 under Mark Rick as a quarterback's coach and then offensive coordinator. It was like 260-some games. Uh, okay. Vince Dooley's coaching career was 280-something. Is that right? Is that yep. what I added up? Mm-hmm. Now, you could, of course, throw on all the times – Dooley was here after his coaching career as AD, but you know that wasn't as much obviously day-to-day involvement with the football program.
1: He, I think, he tried to downplay it, but there's got to be some some butterflies and excitement and whatnot. I would imagine. Yeah, uh, I talked
0: to uh, a lot of his former quarterbacks: Aaron Murray, DJ Shockley, Hudson Mason. Uh, talked to Jim Donnan, and um, I mean, my perspective. Uh, they are all, you know, uh, I wouldn't use the word concern, but they're thinking about, you know, you know, Mike's got to go find another job now. And I, I think he'll be fine in terms of, uh, you know, people use a well-respected uh, guy as an offensive coordinator as well as a recruiter. Uh, so he'll find a spot somewhere, uh, you know, probably in the southeast. Yeah. Um, you know, given what South Carolina is dealing with with opt-outs and coming, you know, in with a two and six record and switching quarterbacks, I mean, I think to a certain extent, Bobo just hopes not to get embarrassed against Georgia. But <laughs> yeah. you know, you saw what happened with Mississippi State; they they didn't come in in great shape either, and they you know gave Georgia a very tough game. They barely had enough uh, for their roster. Of course, Georgia goes to South Carolina
1: this week. Should be back home against Vanderbilt now. The SEC has changed some things around where Vanderbilt is playing this week and some of them weren't supposed to play I can't I can't keep up with it all to be quite honest with you but the game in Sanford Stadium for the uh, was it the December 4th maybe fifth is uh, still appears to be on uh, let's talk about Aaron Murray real fast how about that um, sure <laughs> I know you talked to him for that Bobo story the other day do you think he was an underrated uh, guy when he was here um, you know I, I know he, he set all sorts of records. I just don't think that he got the accolades maybe he deserved.
0: Well, I mean, I think when he left here, uh, the difference I would say between him and some others is that he never won an SEC championship. Uh, you know, he got them there in 11 and 12, uh, but didn't complete the deal in 12, obviously. He left five yards short. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I put together an all-decade team All right. All from right. like 2010 to 2020. Actually, I did it before the 19 season even started, That's so right. I was kind of – Yeah, I think I went back and counted the nine I think we did nine, yeah, yeah. Uh, But my point was, you know, I was ready to say that Jake Fromm possibly would have surpassed uh, Aaron Murray if he had a a strong uh, junior season just based on the fact that he got Georgia to the uh, national championship game, uh, got him to the SEC championship game the year after, uh, where they lost, obviously, another tough game against Bama. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but then, you know, he, he regressed as a junior. So Murray clearly is uh, ahead of him, in my mind. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, I, th- I mean, if you look at the SEC record book, it's pretty impressive where, where Aaron Murray is.
1: Absolutely. Still holds two records. Uh, what, passing yards and uh, touchdowns. touchdowns? yeah.
0: yeah. that's uh, That's pretty impressive.
1: Now, uh, you know, I think when you look back at Aaron Murray, where the program kind of was when he came in, you know, coming off of uh, – joe cox and a, a season that you know wasn't george's best now his first year Aaron murray's i believe that was the six and seven year it resulted in a loss to uh to uh central florida in the in the you remember what bowl you went down to was it like the uh orlando somewhere you're talking about the loss to ucf that was the liberty bowl was it Liberty Bowl? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, he built them from that to what would have been a national championship team if they would have not fallen five yards short. So, I think in that sense, the way he built Georgia up, uh, you know, to, to respectable, you know, status
0: again, uh, kind of goes on under the radar a little bit. And uh, you can listen to him on his podcast, and he <laughs> does – does, you know, when I talked to him, it was actually funny um, – He was in Detroit to cover some Mac game on a Wednesday, I think it was. And then he was flying to Fresno, California uh, for a Friday night Fresno State game. So he told me, um, hey, give me a call Friday morning. I'll be at my hotel. And then... um, I texted him for that Friday morning and I was like hey um, what's a good time to talk and he said actually I'm, I'm flying back I'm getting ready to fly back because the game was postponed wow. or, or canceled due to COVID so he he flew all the way out to the west coast and then just turned around and had to fly back so that, that's the nature of college football and college athletics and, and he's and, the
1: one that said that he wouldn't coach because the crazy, <laughs> the crazy travel and I guess he was talking more like uh, how coaches uh, have to uproot quickly like maybe uh, Mike yeah, I mean,
0: he's, he's you know relatively recently married and has a, a a, a, a newborn one. and yeah. uh it's not the most conducive profession uh to um to, to raise a family in, in different uh you know different cities every couple of years but you might have heard this Will Muschamps walking away with a lot of money from South Carolina just like you walked away with mm. a lot of money from Florida. It's a scam. So you deal with um you know uprooting your family mm-hmm. but you also uh you walk away with a big paycheck. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Hey uh like it or not Mark Tonight starts Georgia basketball, and you will be there. I can't even I can't even keep up with who they're playing tonight. I know Gardner Webb canceled for Saturday. They replaced it with uh, uh, Florida A and M, correct? Who does Georgia start with tonight? Actually, trivia, I'm, trivia.
0: Actually, I don't actually think I'm, I am going to be there. I'm going to okay. be I'm going to be covering the game via the Zoom, like, oh, like a lot of uh, folks are covering games because uh, um, we're not we're not getting. Uh, we're not getting talking to the players face to face, so I might as well yeah. just do it from yeah. the house tonight. I would. Huh? Um, what's your question? <laughs> uh, who do they play? There, there's oh. their trivia. All right, uh, it's uh, Division Two. Columbus State uh, is the the team. So uh, they have about 1,600 seats that they're making available uh, socially distanced, and those are all sold out. As are the ones for the Sunday game now against Florida A and uh, I imagine that they just have you know they have a a certain number of season tickets that, you know, there's probably not going to be public tickets available, but you know, I'm I'm not certain on that, but that seems to be the case. I think they have a a fan base obviously with, with, with more than that. Um, Yep, there's, there's games all over the place. If you turn on your TV today and put on wherever you usually find sports uh, you know games, whether it's FS1 or ESPN, ESPN2, uh, there's games all over the place. There's a Bubbleville tournament, I think it's called. Uh, but Georgia's staying home. They're not playing a non-conference game uh, away from Athens this season, at least now. Who knows if a game gets canceled and they need to scramble and go somewhere else. Uh, but you have eight newcomers on the team. You have Anthony Edwards is now uh, in Minnesota. Um, by the way, are you a big Hawks fan? Aren't they redoing their entire roster? Yeah, you know, I think
1: uh, that's worth getting excited about a little bit. I mean, I, you know, back in the, uh, not Dominique, but uh, Matumbo days, you know, mid-90s, I, I was into the Hawks. They were uh, they were fun to watch. Steve Smith, Mookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, kind of from afar have followed the Hawks. But, yeah, they're putting together a nice little team. We'll
0: see how far this basketball season goes. There's already been, there's three FCC. I'm worried about it, definitely. There's th- Three SEC teams, I think it's Florida, Tennessee, and Ole Miss that are pausing activities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, Gardner-Webb had one COVID positive test and uh, Georgia canceled. And and uh, Gardner-Webb also had a game with Duke that was canceled as well as a game with Florida State. So, uh, you know, Georgia wasn't the only program that that kind of bowed out of, uh, you know, trying to, to, to play that team considering contact tracing and, and, and that kind of thing. So... Uh, it will be an adventurous uh, basketball season, and, you know, hopefully they can find a way to get to uh, March and Indianapolis where they're going to just play all the games in that vicinity there where there's, you know, plenty of gyms that can probably uh, do that or, or even midsize arenas, I guess. I'm not sure.
1: I hate to say that Rick Pitino is right, but, you know, he was calling for a couple of weeks ago to push the season back. I mean, why not? why not take that route? At least... Go to the start of the you know the the new year and uh, and start basketball then because obviously football is pushed back by uh, well, about a month. I mean, I
0: mean, why try to squeeze it all in? I mean, it's an odd you, it's an odd year as it is. Are you foreseeing that um, there will be vaccine widely distributed by February I, or so? Well,
1: you're right. I mean, probably yeah. not. Yeah, I mean. But an indoor sport like that, I just don't – I mean, I guess they did volleyball during the fall. I mean, I I,
0: I think conference only might have been the way to go, um, you know, and and just start it and get going. I I saw uh, the former Georgia coach, Mark Fox, uh, his team at Cal was supposed to play somebody in the non-conference, and it it got wiped out by a a COVID issue. Uh, So he's going to Oregon State, which is another Pac-12 team, I think it might be tonight, Uh, And they're playing a a Pac-12 team in a non-conference game in in that, I mean, it doesn't count in the conference standings, but they found somebody else in the league that needed a game. So you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, I think, you know, with Georgia, they had a list of other teams that they try to reach out to. And Florida A&M was the right fit in terms of uh, maybe they had availability. So, uh, you know. You saw the SEC kind of redo some of their football schedule this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that in, in basketball. If you can get three games in a row on your own schedule, that might be kind of uh, wishful thinking.
1: I know you did a little rundown a second ago of what Georgia has roster-wise. Of course, uh, Tumani Kamara uh, is back. You have the uh, the, little, the little water bug of a point guard. Uh, Severe Wheeler is back. But... I think a lot of people expect this to be a bottom-of-the-barrel team in the SEC. So is there any positive uh, light to this team that hadn't really been able to recruit at the level that maybe Tom Crean expected uh, at this point? A lot of junior college transfers, uh, you know, three-star type of caliber uh, players that are coming in. So, uh, you know, unless they all have uh, a lot of heart, Yontay Maiton-like type of uh, ability that wasn't seen in high school. I mean, I, I see this being a struggle this year.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think filling holes and, and plugging guys in like these grad transfers is is probably the way to go when when you're <clears throat> when you're kind of uh, you know targeting some guys and maybe not getting them in the recruiting game. And we'll see what he does in 2021. He Tom Crean got a commitment uh, from a guy uh, in the uh, 200 range, I think, um, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to get their first 2021 commitment. Um, but you know he's involved. There was a guy out of uh, Greenville, South Carolina that um, ended up going to Nebraska as a five star. On, yeah. But his brother went there, so uh, he's. T- they're targeting folks. Um, you know, if they can, if they can reel one or two of those guys in, it could be different. But I mean, you know, even though you don't have Anthony Edwards, even though you don't have Rayshon Hammonds who's signing with uh, the Pacers as an undrafted free agent, I mean Georgia didn't win many games last year in the SEC with them anyway. So, yeah. uh, you know. Th- th- the combination of these guys, maybe it's better chemistry, uh, maybe it's less reliance on, on one guy or two guys to score. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, the schedule's set up for some wins early in the season. Uh, the way that they're, pl- you know, the teams that they're playing, the besides Cincinnati, uh, it's not a bunch of world beaters, uh, so maybe they can gel and, and get some chemistry, and we'll see, uh, you know, how it, how it looks. Maybe Christian Brown takes a step up. Uh, he but, had flashes last year. Yeah. Uh, so, but... Um, you know, they're counting on these grad transfers. Justin Keir out of uh, George Mason, uh, Andrew Garcia out of Stony Brook, um, and then you mentioned Kamara mm-hmm. and uh, Severe Wheeler will probably kind of be the, the main nucleus.
1: Yeah, I think uh, some defense needs to be played,
0: and, and of course, PJ Horn. I don't know if we mentioned him. He seems uh, yeah, to be from the,
1: was it uh, Florida State? Is that right? Virginia Tech. Virginia, trans- I knew it was
0: the FSU uh, Transferred You know, six six two thirty, kind of undersized for a post position, but, yeah. but shoot uh, a
1: three ball uh, better. They said
0: about forty five threes. I think it was uh, yeah, with the yeah. Hokies last season. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see how far the season goes.
1: Yeah, in in a number of ways, Uh, what Georgia can do and if the season can continue. And the lady dogs also begin their quest for a, uh, who knows, a season tonight uh, at Mercer uh, or Wednesday night, whenever you're listening to
0: this. You got anything else? Yes, I do. Are you you a cranberry sauce guy? And if so, are you kind of uh, canned cranberry or or something different?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we've always just uh, had, now obviously this year, Usually we get about six, I mean, uh, 20 people together this year, we're getting six, so. Um, but, yeah, we actually, uh, you know, plop the sauce cranberry out and kind of slice it up from there, and, uh, yeah, I like that stuff. Uh, I mean, the the kind that's fresh and all that is good, but, I don't know, the canned cranberry sauce just, it doesn't, it. I like it. Wait,
0: you're saying with the uh, the kind of, uh, the kind that's shaped like the can, or, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it, but without all the kind of pieces inside it. Kind of more, yeah. more the gel. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I think that's where I'm going. It's stuffing or dressing,
1: to you? That'd be stuffing from the from the middle yeah, line, from. middle <laughs> area. I think dressing's more of a casserole, and stuffing is uh, you know the crumbled up uh, type of stuff that you would actually stuff in a in a turkey. So, anyway, Georgia, South Carolina this weekend. Georgia, Columbus State in basketball tonight. So hopefully you have a great Thanksgiving. And, yeah, check, uh,
0: check out the coverage uh, Saturday night. We'll be uh, or I'll be in, in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Ryan will be pitching in from uh, the the home office and uh, little uh, Williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, it won't be uh, eighty thousand. Uh, they'll probably play that. What's that song they play before the game?
1: Yeah, Sandstorm is Sam, that.
0: Sandstorm, I get. Is that the victim of the pandemic? I wouldn't mind if it was <laughs> that
1: and that uh, that rooster uh, crow or whatever that thing is. Yeah, um, both can both can go the way of uh, the Dota.
0: Yep, we'll see. Uh, Gamecocks are searching for a coach. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Maybe Shane Beamer from uh, the former Georgia uh, tight ends coach, now at Oklahoma as an assistant head coach, and kind of uh, having a big hand in the offense there, is a uh, former Gamecock assistant. That's uh, one of the names that's been bandied about. Absolutely, a
1: lot of storylines to watch, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on all of them. Have a safe Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you again next week. Happy Thanksgiving everyone
0: and uh, we'll, we'll see us see you soon.